Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who, messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking some NWA Saturday night on TBS from October the 31st of 1987. I am sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. Doc is on the moon like Ric Flair's show used to be when Rick was on a cell phone or a landline. Lord knows where. But Doc is on a, on a, on a, on a line tonight. He's not on Skype, so he's going to sound like he's... Out at Jupiter and Hopper, well, he's here. So first off, Doc, right. how are you, man? Well, I'm not on the moon. I am in an undisclosed location in Florida, and I am on official BTT business. I have been in talks all week with the AEW guys. I am working on some some strategic partnerships, some horizontal integration, and I got to say that the Rhodes family couldn't have been more welcoming. And I'm uh, looking forward to some big things in the future that uh, hopefully I can bring back from a business development standpoint. You should not talk like that because someone out there is going to take you serious. <laughs> what? Why? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> okay. Hoffer, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Rams Hanging loss. In there? Rams loss. They scored. Hold the Wait for it, Hopper. They scored tree perts. <laughs> 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 um, I did not watch it. I got, a, I got, a, I got. A, well, I got a question. Harbor, did you watch it? No. Hmm. I watched um, the part of the show. You, do you think that Uncle Rod overbooked his hand and realized that he had booked a heel versus heel match, and I they don't he, want the Rams to be super heels, so they let the real heels take it? I just thought it was like it's fucking Jim Hurd booking. It was sloppy. Yeah, and then he, and fucking no one watched it. Period. Um, I, I watched it. Uh, yeah, Doc was texting me. I'm like, dude, I'm watching The Sopranos. Can you please leave me alone about this? And then Doc goes, "So are you boycotting?" And I go, "No, I'm not boycotting it. There's a difference between boycotting and not being interested. I simply was not interested in it. To me, The Sopranos was a better option. I mean, television. I watched the highlights." On like fucking on fucking. How long did that? How long did that take? Yeah, really, about five minutes. <clears throat> tree perts, tree perts. They scored tree perts. <laughs> so where you at it in the Sopranos? Season six A, episode number six, I believe it is. A uh, Vinny's around. Vinny, 
Who the fuck's Vinny? Oh, uh, Vito. The fat guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I know where you're getting at, and let's not spoil it, because I kind of had it on the other night, but I fell asleep, so I think I know what you're getting to, but I don't want you to spoil it for me, so yeah, yeah, he's he's around. All right. Yeah, we're, we're let me tell you, it's a, it's a great show, we're rolling right along, and who knows what will be coming as far as BTT and The Sopranos goes in the future. We don't know, but we shall see. Uh, we do. We definitely need to pick one episode to do like a watch along to, and and I can have both of y'all like cut promos, and we can listen to some of the promos that they cut on it. So I'll I'll leave I'll leave it up to you all to pick which episode you'd like. But hey, I want to say something real quick. So first off, I gotta say Doc is on a on like a cell phone line, so there's like a delay in when he can respond. He's going to, he, you know, he always is late to respond, but he's going to be real late tonight because he's on this landline or cell phone line where uh, there's like a delay whenever you have somebody on a cell phone and not on Skype. So I just want to mention that up front. And then the other thing I want to say is shout out to Hall of Fame patrons, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, uh, at K underscore row and Slider 91, Mike Childry. Thanks for being our largest patron contributors out there. And then shout out to new patron, Daryl McGregor. Welcome to Patreon. Don't forget to download uh, all of the Patreon-exclusive shows. Uh, there are over 100-plus, probably getting close to 150 at this point for you to download. So enjoy that, including the world-class shows and all that good stuff. All right. So we talked a little Sopranos. Doc, you said you had to tell me something tonight. There was something you wanted to open with. Well, I found a place in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex last week that reminded me a lot of the Smoky Mountains. Did they have Hennessy there? Why would they have Hennessy in the Smoky Mountains? I don't know. I'm just asking a question because I'm about to take me a big old gulp of Hennessy right here. Speaking of Hennessy and the lack thereof, I found a place that was literally almost 100% devoid of black people. What was that? Harper, would you like to take a guess where that might have been? Uh oh. <laughs> where? Oh, there he is. What, wait. What do you say? 100% of what? No black people? So I went to, yeah, I found a place in, in a major metropolitan area that didn't have any, really any black people out there. Uh, and I'm talking large gathering. Like, there was 1,500 people there. And it was all white people? Yeah. I mean, I, I, already, I, already, I already know what you're going to say, so won't you just tell them where you were? Whole Foods? Now, I know this sounds like heaven and paradise to me and Harper, but this was no heaven and this was no paradise because I got a colossal set of boots put to me. I got drugged to a fucking musical. Oh, God. But I can tell you that the I saw one black person in, a, in, in attendance. Now, everybody that worked there, the help, if you will, we'll call them the help. Everyone of them nice. was black. <laughs> but only one black audience member. And I guess they were the token, but I was it was dude, what the fuck, man? Musicals. It was the worst. It was the wor the worst. They were probably gay. In my life. Wow. Can you imagine so. being can you imagine being black and gay? Like the guy from uh Revenge of the Nerds, remember him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine it, but I mean, you just described my brother-in-law, so I mean, it's Jesus. not so odd. But you, don't, but you told me that you told me that you kicked him out of family, right? Yeah. 
No, I mean we don't. He and I don't get along. It's over something completely different because he doesn't yeah, know how to. Right. He doesn't know is how to. Is it because he's not black? Is it because he's not black enough? No, man. I never told this story on air, man. He came to. He came. He's come to our house two different times, and one time he started rearranging shit in my garage. It's like, and I tell my wife, I was like, "Can you get a hold of your brother with that shit?" I was like, "I don't know what that. I think he's trying to be helpful, but." Mike don't need no fucking help around here. So can you can you just tell him that? And then he came and he did something else uh, related to a paint job that that my wife was about to take on, and it actually kind of made her hot too. Did he paint the tile? No, but it was some it was something else. I don't want to get into it. However, I just uh, was like, I just was like, you know what? This is some dumb shit. And he got mad at my wife because I told my wife, I said, look, that's your brother. I'm not gonna disrespect like a family member, but you need to get him under control. And so my wife kind of tried to talk to him and, and then he got mad at me. So I was like, you know what? I said, I'm just going to let you know, fuck him. I ain't talking to him no more. That's so he nice. comes over, he comes over here and he talks to her and shit, but I don't say a word to him. I could be sitting in the living room watching football. He walks he like, in. What's up, bro? I'm just like, Pfft. Hey, it's up. And he just keeps walking. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, and my wife's like, why are you being so rude? No, I ain't being fucking rude. I just Say, fuck I you, you fucking RuPaul motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Brother, I'll be fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> you're so dirty, you motherfucker, you. You're dirty. You're dirty. That's a, he's a dirty bastard. This is so fitting. This is so fitting because of what I'm about to come up on on Sopranos that we're talking about this. But anyway. I mean, I ain't got nothing against him. It's like, I actually was very supportive of him. And I was like, you know, when he finally, like, decided to tell the family. And I I told, because I told my wife 10 years ago. I told my wife 10 years ago. And she was like, nah, he's not clear. Well, that ain't what she said. She was like, no. I said, I'm telling you. Did you give him your big black dildo? Did you give him your big black dildo as a welcoming gift to the, fa- to nah, the gay family? I, I kept that for myself, but I just was like, I kept telling her, and it wasn't anything bad. I just was like, I'm like, you ever notice? Because, bro, let me tell you something. He used to come to the house, and this broad he used to bring over here, oh, my God, she was fine. This broad Damn. went all the way live. and 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 they, What was her I, name? I can't say that, but... She was all <laughs> the way live. This bra was all the way live. Anyway, she walked and, in. A, she walked in a mic. She said, "Just dance." <laughs> started beating it in the <laughs> So anyway, man, like I, I kept telling my wife, I was like, "You mean tell me they, they ain't messing around?" So then I, I started observing them, like when they would come over, and and they really did act like, like, two two dudes like just friends or two chicks that were just friends and i'm like there's no way if and i i kept saying to myself again i don't really care what he what he what he how he lives his life that's his business i kept telling my wife i said i said if your brother is not banging that broad i'm telling you and she was like no 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 and then finally he you know he admitted it and she told me i said i told you that shit you know, but this is like you know why five years you know ago. why she couldn't see it. You know why she couldn't see it because bitches look at the world like children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, he's 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 fucking black and gay. All he has to do is be fucking handicapped, and he could be like the perfect uh, social justice fucking warrior. Jesus Christ, Harper! What? 
We are the unprofessional wrestling podcast. He's out out there in the street jumping in front of cars trying to finish, punch his last ticket on his card. (laughs) Y'all are some dirty bastards. Okay, so you you went to the play, Doc, and then uh, what else did you want to talk about before we get to the show? It was two and a half. It was the longest two and a half hours of my life. I felt like I watched five or us. <laughs> Maybe three Smackdowns. Was it the Hampton? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, Hamilton? No, it, it, here's the thing. It was actually the Book of Mormon, so it was the South oh, Park dude. Jesus. Oh, okay. But I don't like the South Park. I don't like South Park. So it was just, dude. I was like, could that be your Valentine's present? Shit. No. <laughs> So speaking of torture, um, our day, our meetings during the day out here in Florida have been during the day. So, you know, I've been down to the AED, AEW uh, dojo and to the business offices. But at night, I've been back in my hotel. And uh, I got to tell you, um, as we start to segue towards a what I thought was going to be a mediocre uh, at best Saturday night after watching Raw and SmackDown this week for lack of other entertainment, I got to tell you, I'm ready to kiss this episode's feet, pal. Um, Doc, do you want to wait until we get to the end of, of the NWA where we give out the ratings, where you where you tie it into how you've watched three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown in this last week and tie it into why it gave you or why you're giving this episode the rating that you're giving it. Would you like to tie that in later on? That seems like a yeah, perfect all I segue. Say, that's fine. All I got to say is I finally laid eyes on that, that hemp eco-friendly belt. And that's oh, my bullshit. God, dude. What the fuck? It's like, and the thing is, how is that supposed to be eco-friendly when it's wood? Could you put down hemp, a fucking hemp, tree to make it? No, I sent you the text on that. They only get trees that fall organically, so they're not chopping anything down. So, okay, so it's like if I eat hamburger from, like, a cow that, a like, dead, a, that got a, hit by a, a car. Just, yeah, or I'm collapsed. Straight, right, or you, like, just had a heart attack. That's fucking dumb, mm-hmm. dude. Could you imagine Flair or fucking Harley, uh, Harley or fucking Hogan wearing a goddamn belt made from wood in a, a burlap fucking sack? Somebody would have lost a limb if they'd asked Harley <laughs> to go out there with a, a hemp belt. <laughs> Flair would have uh, said, where's the gold on this motherfucker? <laughs> okay. So with that and I gotta, said... And I, my other, well, and here's my other observation, and I know my good friend, uh, my the other part of myself, Denim Fritz Mulkey out there, it, it agrees, man. I watched the first 35 minutes of Raw, and I didn't see a dude any wrestle anywhere. It was a bunch of broads out there. Them broads um, don't do anything for me in the ring like that. I mean, sex sells, bro. I mean, I, I, did. I, 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 I did see Steph and uh, Triple H on back-to-back nights get themselves over on Becky Lynch, but that's another story. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, we're not going to sit here and talk current wrestling because we'll leave that to, you know, all these other the, podcasts that love doing that. Fucking, bro, perverts keep it going, bro. I'm telling you. Perverts it's, keep it going? It's the fucking perverts, dude. I'm telling you. They're all fucking perverts. Okay. With all the right. women wrestling? Well, I mean, I, fucking, I like, I like watching Sasha wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, why? Because she's a hot piece of ass. 
Then you I got mean, she does know how to wrestle, Harper. You got to give her credit. I mean, this ain't the titties and ass from the from the early two thousands that the WWE has right now. I mean, it, these actually these these women know actually know how to wrestle. I mean, you watch Becky, she actually knows how to wrestle. You watch, you know, Sasha, she knows how to wrestle. Bailey knows how to wrestle. So, I mean. To an extent, yes, you're right, but that's just natural because I'm a man. It doesn't make me a pervert. But I get what you're saying. You're saying that some men are just perverts, and that's what they like to watch. Right. I think it's funny that Harper's calling other men perverts when we're the most unprofessional podcast around. Well, they're perverts. If you're a grown-ass man and you got a Becky Lynch shirt, come on, bro. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, tell you what. Let's get into some NWA because that's what we cover here. Again, it's from... Saturday night, October the 31st, 1987, so it's Halloween night. We are less than a month away from Starcade 87 as we jump into this thing. So let's get started. Uh, Saturday night on October the 31st starts off with Tony and David Crockett. They open a show. Actually, there's a there's a cut from one of the arenas where it's like Flair and Garvin, and uh, it's like a split-screen type thing where um, you know Gar- Flair's on one side, Garvin's on the other side. And Garvin gets jumped and yada, yada, yada. So it's kind of some recaps of some stuff we've already seen. And then we go to the studio. I mean, Tony and David really don't say much. And we go to the, you know straight to the first match, which is Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes, who defeat Gladiator 1 and 2. And that's all I have from the opening. I'll throw it to Doc first. Doc, I'll probably throw it to you a lot since you're on a delay. I'll let you get your thoughts in before I throw it to Harper. So, Doc, what you got from that? If anything. Not really anything. I mean... I'm ready to hear more from Michael Hayes, though. Yeah, Michael okay. Hayes is fucking awesome. So I tell you what, let's go then. Um, are y'all in agreement that we proceed to the to the Hayes promo and uh, Garvin yeah. promo? All right. So yeah. Let's go to that right now. Hey, listen, we got him here, guys. Starcade six man. You gonna do it? I don't know if you can tell, David, or not, but I tell you, Michael Hayes and Gordon Jimmy Garvin got a bad case of Starcade fever, baby. A real bad case. And there's some people that are in trouble in Starcade, and there's no doubt in my mind that along with Sting, Michael P.S. Hayes, and myself, we're going to cause some sparks to fly in Chi-Town. Oh, I get so excited when I think about it, Michael. In fact, I'm so excited now, I'm going to kiss, and you go with it, baby. You know, something gorgeous, you laid it right down on the line, and that's where it'll be, because here we go again, out on our own, rolling down the only road we ever known. And that's victorious, and that's the limelight, and that's sitting on top looking down, and that's what we're gonna do when we come to Starcade. We're gonna meet the mountain, climb it, and look down because we ain't leaving Chi-Town losers. And Sting feels the same way. a taste of our medicine. Ain't nobody beat us yet. And I dare anybody to come try it now. No, we ain't the champions. And yes, we are the challengers. But you better worry about that, baby. Because I said it before. I say it again. We got a lot of friends. We've been to the edge. We took a look down. Lost a lot of them there, but we ain't messing around. <laughs> All right, Starcade's coming. We'll be back with more right after this. I don't know what songs he's quoting, but Doc, he's got to be quoting <laughs> I, I some motherfucking songs. So I'm gonna throw it to you. I do. I believe he's using "Ain't Talking About Love" uh, yeah. by Van Halen. Okay, so there you go. You got lost a lot of friends there, baby. You ain't got no uh, time to else? mess around. I ain't got what no else? time to mess around. What else you got, Doc? 
he's got the rap, man. It's like listening to, to a good Ricky Morton or a good Bob Armstrong promo. He just knows how to get in that rhythm and just roll with it. Yeah, he, he definitely really would, does. And and I feel like Jimmy Garvin's lost a little bit here. And he was bad and built up. Ronnie overtook him, and now he's fading back. There, he, we talked about this a little bit, but he's ba- – the problem is, and he, he's been doing this, and he's going to do it actually in the weeks to come, uh, he, he's just – he keeps talking about Ronnie and Flair, and it's like he's definitely taking a backseat to where he was, you know, last year around the same time. Uh, they had actually started a feud with he and Magnum a little bit before this point at last year, but it's – all he's saying, yeah, he's he's basically taking a back seat, and he's not really talking about anything related to what's going on with him. It's all about uh, Ronnie and Flair, and that's that. But, Harper, what do you have from this? Fucking, I think fucking Hayes is a, a nice fucking, a breath of fresh air, man. Don't have get it. too comfortable, because yeah, I believe I know. He's, about <laughs> to go, he's about to go back to W's world class. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Because I want to say, I wanted to look this up last week and I never did or week before that. But I think Terry and Buddy are back there. And I think Hayes is gone back soon. Might be wrong. Can't, can't remember. I, I, I'm bad with these years, as I always say. Uh, but I agree, Hopper. He's good with the he's good with the rap, dude. He's, he's, he's a breath of fresh air. Hopper, anything else from this? No. All right, Doc, I'll assume you don't have anything either. We'll keep going. We got Ricky Santana. He defeats Larry Stevens. And then we go, well, Doc, did you have anything for that match before we go to the control center? Nah, bruh. Who's that guy? What guy? Ricky Santana. I don't remember him. We talked We talked about this last week. Uh, yeah. uh, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> we did, but I, I think I said they it They keep saying he's... They keep trying to position him as a young, fast, speedy Latino, but if you look at him, he's got a little pudge to him there. Yeah. Oh, okay, White Lashley over there. I mean, we're going to grade people <laughs> by their the amount of body fat they got on them and shit. All right, you're a body guy, right? Goddamn, pal. Got muscles coming out of you right there, pal. You'd be sick I'm, at home, pal. I'm so vascular. Goddamn, that Dow Turner, he's so vascular. Goddamn, pal. What do you eat over there, pal? Uh, eat uh, turkey and mustard on wheat sandwich every day for lunch? <laughs> Chicken right. breast. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Ricky Santana does defeat Larry Stevens. Uh, they go to the Starcade Control Center uh, once again because, you know, this is what this is what they do. I mean, they do this every single year. Uh, the big announcement here is that <laughs> Arn and Tully will put their World Tag belts on the line against the Row Warriors. And then Sandy Scott, Paul Ellering, J.J., Dylan, they do this contract signing. They kind of air it. I don't really have anything from it. I wasn't going to play it. But uh, J.J. and Ellering, they do say a few words about the match, but it's nothing special. And then they go back to the control center where Arn and Tully are are waiting to say a few words. But go ahead. What you got? Does anything go together more than Sandy Scott and that wood paneling in the background? Yeah, no, huh? God. Is that like not quintessential 1980s? Man, that's like 1970s. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was thinking. And say, hey, let's don't besmirch Sandy Scott, a, a 
founder of Smoky Mountain. So let's be clear here what we're saying. But he does not fit the image of 1987 Cable National Wrestling Alliance and then, or, you know, whatever, the wrestling network. And then putting him on TBS in front of that wood paneling that looks 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually awesome. I'm watching it as we're talking about it. It's I got so no, funny. I got no problems with any of it. It, it's, it reminds me of my childhood, and that's great. But but when they were trying to present themselves as the alternative to WWF and, and all that, I don't see how, you know, that's kind it of looks, a problem. It looks dull, doesn't it, Hoffer? It's just that it old, very, dull. very dated. Yeah. Right. It does not look like 1987. No. Uh, um, My, and, and the difference is, and the difference is, Michael Hayes went out there and talked about a song that was several years old from Van Halen, but he seems contemporary when he does. Yeah. So going back to what we're talking about, JJ and Ellering, they say a few words about the match, but it's really nothing special. And then what happens is uh, like Ellering signs, JJ signs so that we know the tag belts will be online, all this good stuff. But then uh, after, after they both sign, I'll get to it in a second. They go to the actual promo where it's um, Arn and Tully are back in the control center. We're not, at the wood paneling with Sandy Scott and Arn and Tully have something to say. So here it is. Okay. Sandy Scott, NWA official presiding over that big signing shy town heat in Chicago. We're with the world tag team champions, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. And I know you realize you're in the road warriors backyard hometown of Chicago. Well, you know, Tony Schiavone, every time Jim Crockett has the pleasure of being on camera with Arn and myself, it's always to do something to us, or like in his own little chuckling way, the Road Warriors, who he thinks the most invincible tag team in wrestling in their hometown for these titles that he may has somehow feel that we don't deserve because of the way we want them. Well, we deserve them because we want them right in the middle of the ring. We like to rip Ricky Morton's arm off, and that's the way it was. Road Warriors, we can gourd buster anybody. We can double gourd buster anybody on the face of the earth. It doesn't make any difference how much you bench press. You only weigh 280 pounds apiece, and we can take you down. You know, there's an old saying, Tully, my granddaddy once told me, he said, you don't mess with family and you don't jump a dog in his own backyard. Well, I never held that too true. That applied to old times. They tell us, all the experts, you don't jump the road warriors in Chicago. Well, it's just a building. A building's going to be full of people. And the way you develop credibility in this or any other business is you do something in front of a big audience. Road Warriors, if we want to prove that we are the world tag team champions, all we got to do is take you down in your backyard, Chicago, Chi-Town Heat. That's exactly what we're going to do. Well, fans, it's obvious the momentum, the battle lines are drawn. It's all picking up for the big event, Starcade 87, Chi-Town Heat, and you can see it on closed-circuit locations around the country. Fans, let's give you some of the events that you will see, a six-man tag team event. Tony's going to continue right here, and he's basically going to break down the rest of the card. But I wanted to throw it to I'll throw it to Doc first again. There's just something about when Arn starts quoting his freaking granddaddy uh, that just got me. You know when them old timers start quoting their granddad, they kind of mean business. Doc, what did you have right there from Arn and Tully? At the end of it, he goes, and that's just the way it is. But the line that got me was, "It's just a building." Dude, when he said that, I was like, damn, he don't, they don't give a shit. And they'll go anywhere and beat anybody at any time. And they mean business. 
Tully was great there. Tully was just like, every time you have the pleasure of seeing us, you're doing something to us. And, hey, I don't care. I'm a, we can get you up. We can put our move on you. Those two guys were all business, all champion, everything. They just, where did they lie? Yeah. If you doubt it, if 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 they could take the road the the road warriors, they said, look, they they're fucking two hundred eighty pounds. We could pick your ass up. So to follow up on Doc, what you just said, and Harper, what you just said about them putting the finisher on the road warriors. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they're going to do in a couple of weeks is they're going to be wrestling a couple of we'll just say a couple of big guys, and one of the guys is pretty pretty nice size. I mean, not road warriors type build, but big enough. And they put a double gourd buster on him. And to show you that, like, the commentary is kind of following up on a storyline, they go, wow, you know, they got that guy up, you know. The Road Warriors are about the same size. It shows you right there they can do it. So kind of just, you know, it, it furthers the story of, man, these dudes can really do it. You know, it's it's not a doubt. We know the Road Warriors are like a massive team and they're just some badasses. But at the end of the day, man, these guys, don't don't sell them short, man. They can pull this off. So I thought I thought that was good. Um, it's El Negro, isn't it? Uh, it's it's actually El Negro and uh, BT Washington. And we'll oh. talk more about that in a couple <laughs> weeks. Um, anyway, uh, Harper, what else you have from this? I mean, fucking Arn Anis is he's, – he's – He's right. You got to do something in front of a large fucking audience to make it mean more. So let's keep going. Doc, anything else? Uh, so, you know, Arn's like, we got to do this in front of a bunch of people, too. We're going to show, we're not only we're going to go to their house and do it, jump them in their backyard, but we're going to do it in front of a bunch of people because that's just who we are. Yeah, they don't got stage fright. They don't have standards either, which is even better. Okay. Uh, we go next to Dick Murdoch. He's back, and he defeats Tom, Tommy Angel with the Brain Buster. The fans are chanting egg-sucking dog at him. Hopper, any thoughts from this match? Well, they were calling him traitor, too. Well, Remember when he, when he was with yeah, Ivan? When he helped out the right. <laughs> I do. Uh, Doc, any thoughts from Dick Murdoch here? Not the match. I thought I, if we're going to the promo, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, hold on. Let me get to it. Because <laughs> this motherfucker starts foaming at the mouth and shit, and he's spitting <laughs> everywhere. Uh, give me a second. Let me get to it. All right, here it is. Dick Murdoch with Tony Schiavone. This is after his match. Here you go. Well, here he is, Dick Murdoch, the bounty hunter, back with us on the Super Station. And we would think back with a very good reason. You know, Tony, let's get one thing straight here. You know, everybody sitting out there knows that Dick Murdoch broke Dr. S.T. Williams' arm. Everybody sitting out here knows that I dropped Nikita Koloff on his head and put him out for a little bit. Now, I want you to know, shut up out there. I want to put up with that. You got one of puny Georgia Texas. Shut up and you with us. Now, the news is out that Dusty Rhodes, my ex-tag team partner, there's Dark Kane has put his career on the line against Lex Luger in the cage. With Dusty Rhodes, you'll go to any extremes, any measures to keep from meeting me one-on-one. That's kind of, if you don't mind me saying it, a yellow Oklahoma way out of things, Dusty Rhodes. Now you're from Texas, I, I said, Tony, I don't have to fly all the way to the great state of Texas to put up with all this abuse and harassment. David Clark, get over there, sit on that and shut up. Now I came from the great state of Texas at a great expense to fly out here 
and whip these jumps you're putting in that ring just so Dusty Rhodes might, might stick his nose out to his curtains and old Dick Murdoch tapping with Big Bertha right on the hunker. What well, Dusty get your superpowers, the Kena Cola? Are you go ahead and get Barry Windham? Are you go ahead and get whoever else you might need? Those punk rock and rollers and Mount of Force. Because Dick Murdoch, Captain Redneck, and I don't know where you got today, Bounty Hunter, is back, and I am definitely gonna create a little havoc. That Dusty, they say I took money when I broke Steve Williams' arm. I didn't take no money for that, it was offered to me. But I did it, number one, because I don't like Steve Williams. And number two, he went to that stinking Oklahoma University. And they offered me money to drop the key to cool off on his head on the concrete. I didn't take that money. It was a privilege to do it because I am a United States Marine Corps veteran, and he is a communist. Now, Dusty, get it together, boy, and meet the redneck. Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch, let's go back to the ring. Doc, you said you had something from old Dick Murdoch right there. What you got? It's not that I'm confused by this. He's out there saying he's a Marine and he's going to defend because Nikita's a Russian communist, and yet the crowd is chanting USA at it. Well, what are we Ivan's doing? In the ring. Oh. Yeah, Ivan. Okay. Okay. Ivan, Ivan's in a ring. Ivan and the Warlord are in a ring about to defeat David Isley and Rocky King. So, because remember what they did back then. We ne we rarely well we I mean, we we knew because we could see it sometimes but the next match was generally in the ring when the guys were cutting a promo. So does anybody else here when you hear Murdoch talk just think about him on that shirtless with a beer in that snowstorm and smoking out? <laughs> yeah, the the fucking cores, yeah. Always. I mean, it's just, it. it's quintessential, and it's exactly what Murdoch is. You remember, uh, how you like his fucking George Jones hat, Doc? That was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. I, I knew you would pick up on that. Man, his what? His what? Hey, hold oh, on, hold on. I'm going to piss. Let me, let me piss people off. Let me make people mad. His what hat, Hopper? George Jones. Don't y'all no love having Jones, me on this man. show? Because I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> no show Jones. <laughs> he was a he was a country singer who was notorious for getting wasted and not making concerts. He got pulled over. He, his wife took his car keys one time, and he got pulled over, I think, on his tractor try, uh, trying to drive to the beer store. Yeah, he was riding a, a fucking tractor or, or like a, a riding lawnmower or something. That's nice. Didn't he shoot someone like in this in the tour bus? That's possible, I guess. That does sound familiar now that you say it. Is this a white guy? Yeah. No. So he sh so a white guy shot somebody in his tour bus. Okay. It's yeah. It's it's yeah. Cause cause you know. That's, that's okay to do when you're a white person. <laughs> Living a gimmick. <laughs> Let me give me, brother. Okay. Uh, so you know, okay, you know how you say that like, steamboat, steamboat couldn't be a heel, right? How does Murdoch ever become a babyface? He's just so good at being an honorary dick. Yeah, like a, a fucking redneck, fucking asshole. Well, I mean, he, he, he's a good heel, but I mean, Murdoch and like 
uh, at least my, I'll call it early mid south because it was early for me. He, you know, he lived that like marine gimmick, and he did it to where what he did it with honor. So like I, I saw him as a as a baby face the way he played it then. He's playing it different here though. I mean, it's a totally different you know vibe to it because. I mean, back then he would have never sided with a Russian, and now he's siding with a Russian, so it makes it where he's a heel, and you still, you still got the Cold War going on, all this other shit. So I agree, though, Doc. His mannerisms, to me, like when you watch him now, and especially when you see him, like what he does in Smoky Mountain, and then what he does here, it, he definitely was a hell of a heel. I mean, just the way he kind of played that, and you know, I mean, he's foaming at the mouth. I'm like, holy shit. But anyway, uh, Doc, what else you got? Nothing. All right. We go to Ivan Koloff. Like I said, uh, we're watching it on the Patreon video. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. if you're not on Patreon. It's, uh, you can go sign up and you can get access to the video versions of these reviews. But Ivan and Warlord defeat David Isley and poor old Rocky King, who never wins a match. He just gets beat. And then we go to Mighty Wilbur, who defeats Cougar J. And then we go to a Mighty Wilbur promo. Um I don't mm. not play it, but Mighty Wilbur's out there calling out Ivan Koloff, which I was like, wow, all right. He's going to rip his nose off like he's an avocado, bruh. <laughs> and he says he's going to put an American chain around Russians, around that Russian's neck. Harper, what else did you have from it, although we're not playing it? Dude, I, I, I'm sitting here watching him wrestle. I'm thinking he would have been a great heel, like a, uh, a one-man gang type of gimmick. Mighty Wilbur? Yes, sir. Yeah. Cause he, cause he wasn't like fat. Like I mean, I mean, the guy had weight on him, obviously, but he was big. He was a big man, and it's and I'm fucking watching him with that beard and and, and his hair. I was like, he would have been a great heel, someone that fucking Hogan probably would have loved to work with at that time. Cause he he could have definitely been like a one man gang type of gimmick. Imagine him in a one man gang as a tag team. I didn't think about that, Harper. You said yeah. I mean, Doc, you said yeah. What do you think about what Harper said? Well, he does that 747 splash, which reminds me of One Man Gang. Now, I ain't going to tell you he could move like One Man Gang. Right. One Man Gang was pretty special, but still, I don't know, man. I told you the last couple of weeks I was semi-amused by this, but his promo, and he got nervous, apparently, and I don't care if it was real or gimmick or worked or whatever. I've lost interest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I actually think he he means to sound like he loses like loses his train That's of thought. Fine. I think it's intended. All right. Oh, we go from that to Lex Luger, Hiro Matsuda, and JJ Dillon. I do have to ask Doc, did you want to play this one? No. Because well, I said no. I I agree with Hopper. Like I, I my note says meh. Yeah, same old shit. I'm. I'm the best athlete in this <laughs> on the fucking planet. Blah 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 blah. That's what I had, Harper. I just was like, he's putting me to sleep. But uh, Doc, what did you think? So, what part of you thinks that the two of you would want to pass on a Lex Luger promo, and I would be the guy running in and going, "No, no, no, let's <laughs> play that." Uh, I don't, I don't know, bro. Sometimes you do crazy shit. Well, I will tell you, and I think I said this the other night, Raw and SmackDown were so bad, I was like, man, I'd, I'm kind of, I'd rather kind of watch a Lex Luger <laughs> promo right now. But that means, that that doesn't mean I want to hear it right now in the moment. But 
So <laughs> yeah, everything so, <laughs> everything's relative. You know, I there's a, there's a great podcaster out there that says that the, the key line that context is king. I'm gonna say this, and Doc will save this for later in the show when he gives the rating. But Doc has Doc texted me all night on Monday night. Now we're recording this on February the sixth, so this would have been the here's, here's the thing, Mike. Mike, let me say this. Mike actually had this idea that we should. And I don't want to say this and commit us to it because I don't know that I could do this again. Well, Mike, I couldn't we do should it, just dude. Set up a, let's just set up a live stream and just bust on Raw for three hours for the patience. Oh, and I was God. like, man, man, this is rough. Um, so, yeah, Harper, what happened was we were texting as Raw was on. And I'm not going to shit on everything that they did. But this past Raw, the February 4th Raw, was, was to me, it was really bad. Now, that, the week before that. Like fear factor. Uh, it ain't even that good. I mean, it ain't even that bad. But you know, you know who the most entertaining guy I saw on the whole time I watched was fucking Brian uh, Armstrong, Road Dog Jesse James. They did the thing with him and Jared. But so the idea was, I said, Doc, we should like just start recording and just bullshit. And then I said I couldn't do it because that would mean I would have to like come up with shit for three hours straight. And I said. I couldn't even shit on it for three hours straight because I'd start getting mad at myself for trying to figure out what to talk about. But anyway, we we kicked around. Yeah, the let idea, me just, but I don't we'll, think we we'll get good. we'll get this at the grade. I'll I'll do some more on it. But uh, you know, I did say at one point this is actually making me wish for a, like a Lex Luger promo or something. But he's he's trying to never mind. Just keep going. all right. Yeah, let's keep going. Because Mike Rotunda, we just saw it on Patreon, defeated Thunderfoot number two. Cornette comes out and he introduces the Midnight Express. And the Midnight Express defeat Ed Franks and Alan Martin. Uh, there was a pretty big mess up by Martin on a double team before, uh, yeah. at some point by the Midnight. But anyway, Cornette is filibustering as usual on commentary. Hopper, did you have anything from this? No. All right. me. So, me, me. so before. Before before this, did they is this have they already showed the promo with the Texas Cowboys? No, that's after this. The two okay. guys, yeah, yeah. So let me go to it now while I'm uh, while you said that, Doc. So uh, basically, what happens is at the after the match after the midnight defeat, Franks and Martin, uh, Cornette they he throws it to a video package, and I tell you what, I'll I'll go ahead and play it that way y'all can hear the audio of it. Uh, it's a video package of the Midnight Express versus the Texas Cowboys. More later on who that is. I won't tell you who it is now, but you'll be able to see it if you're watching on Patreon. So here it is. But so did the Rock and Roll Express. The Rock and Roll, I think they finally realized the horrification set in on what they let themselves in for at Starcade about signing that scaffold match. And they decided, well, maybe if we get rid of the Rock Midnight Express, then we won't have to worry about them. A little incident happened. You got a piece of tape. I want to see it right now. I want to see what the Rock and Roll Express tried to do. There's another, there's another tough tag team out looking for you. And let's take a look at that videotape right now. There they are, the Texas Cowboys. What they did was they jumped in behind their backs. They jumped in wearing masks, and they tried to put the Midnight Express out because they finally realized they made a mistake in signing for a scaffold match, the most dangerous kind of match in wrestling against the Midnight Express. They realized what they had done in their moment of insanity. They were so angry at us 
for making him lose their World Tag Team titles that they were willing to put their lives on the line and risk their careers in a Skywalker match. Well, brother, they realized then what they'd done. And you see they're trying to put beautiful Bobby Eaton out of professional wrestling so they wouldn't have to get up on a scaffold at Starcade 87. Well, let me say this to you, rock and roll. Sure, Jimmy Crockett can take a pen and write down the word scaffold inside people's lives when he don't care. We've hated you for a long time, Rocky Roll Express, just like you've hated us. It's been five long years, you see. And we have loved beating you up, and we have enjoyed the heck out of putting you in the hospital, but we've never had homicide on our minds until now. But you corner somebody, you back somebody's back up against a wall, and they've got to strike out. If somebody's walking down the street and somebody jumps them and there's nobody around to help and a brick or a rock or a ball-peen hammer finds its way into your hand, brother, you're going to use it because it's them or it's you. Well, this is the situation. This is the decision you forced us to make. It's you or us. At Rock and Roll Express, I hope you realize the decision that we are going to make. If you give us a decision of you or us, then, brother, you ain't going to make it. I promise you that. A fall from 20 feet can hurt you. A fall from 20 feet can even kill you. And if you think for one second that we wouldn't push you off that thing, that we wouldn't throw you off that thing, that if you were clinging from your fingertips, hanging on for dear life with sweat beating up on your forehead, looking down into space 20 feet down to that ring, if you think that we wouldn't kick you in the head or stomp those fingers or poke you in the eye and send you on your way down to that mat or down to that concrete floor, then, brother, you better bet your life on it because that's exactly what you're doing. Betting your life. When you climb that scaffold, you better make sure the shoes of your boots aren't slippery. You better make sure that you don't make any wrong steps. You better make sure that you ain't going to lose your balance. Because if you do, you're going to fall 20 feet. And you ask me, I know what it feels like to fall 20 feet. You better hope and pray that music can save your mortal soul because it will be the day the music died. Yeah. We'll be back right after this, fans. Okay, so first off, if you're not watching on Patreon, Bobby Eaton is the star of this by not saying a word, <laughs> covering up Shivani's face the whole time. So I'll throw it to Harper first this time, because uh, Harper, do you have anything from this, or should I throw it to Doc? Yeah, when when fucking Bobby Eaton's got that fucking tennis racket <laughs> with the pumpkin on it, <laughs> and he's and he's covering Shivani's face the whole time. Yeah, you Poor you know that's. You know that shit's got to be frustrating, though, because you ever have somebody, like, block your face and you're... It's just the fact that you have something in front of you, it just kind of bothers you. Yeah. T T Tony keeping his composure was, was, was hilarious there, but... And it's a... The tennis racket has a Halloween cover on it, so it's like a pumpkin. It's just... I thought it was really, really good. But anyway, uh, Doc, I'll throw it to you. What do you have from this? Well, Corny's also out there talking about music. Mike, I, I don't assume you would know what that is, do you? Take a fucking guess, asshole. What do you think, motherfucker? That's wow. Nice. I don't know why. Wow. I don't know why you got to. Yeah. Why so hostile, I feel like this right? is all. You know, here I am out here doing work for the show, trying to get us some deals, get something going with this hot new promotion. And this from, is the way from, you treat from AEW. You think they're gonna they're gonna partner with us? Okay, <laughs> all right. That so, should be great, man. I I would love to partner with them. Um, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm 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 trying. Okay, so you got me all flustered there. But anyway, he he quoted um, Don McLean, uh, American Pie. Are you asking me if I knew what he was quoting? 
Yeah, I guess that didn't. It, All right, it well, did, bro, it didn't register for one second. Come that's on, that's nice. Okay, well, so the De- the Texas Cowboys thing is stupid because we already did it with the James Gang, so it feels dumb. But I thought Corny was hellified there. Just you better lace them up extra tight, get them. You know, this thing could be hazardous to your health, kind of shit. The other thing I'm going to tell you is I'm pretty sure Stan Lane doesn't give a shit about wrestling. He's yeah. using this WTBS studio as a national platform to plant his flag for every rat in a 1,500-mile radius. Doc. Yeah, he's, he's just leaning over the belt like a kid that like wants to go home. Like, Doc. how many of you bitches want? To, yeah. So, like, this upcoming Friday, we're going to probably get through one of the Smoky Mountains real quick because it's, like, basically a nothing episode. I'm wondering if we should, because we're going to do that episode so quick, or we probably will, I'm wondering if we should finally discuss that Torch talk where Stan Lane gets interviewed about how he got into the wrestling business. And if you did want to do that, just let me know and I'll resend it and I'll send it to Hopper because I, to this day, think it is fucking fascinating the way he got into wrestling and how he met Ric Flair and how Flair trained him and all that good shit. I don't know. Dude, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have some, some meetings the rest of the week, so I, I'm going to try to be back in time for Friday morning to cut Smoky Mountain, but yeah, sure, why not? I'll Hopper, I'll, I'm going to email it to you because it's... All right. I, I don't think you've ever seen it, but the way Stan gets into wrestling... By meeting Ric Flair, the dude actually, and this is a teaser because this is going to be a Patreon episode. Patreon episode. The dude actually impresses Flair uh, with the amount of bitches that he has on his on the beach. Am I right, Doc? Before he, before he's a wrestler. Yeah. It, it's, That's how it's, Rick decides. You know how Rick's only trained one wrestler ever, and it was Stan Lane. It was just because he impressed Rick with how many rats he had before he was a wrestler. It's 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 actually it's it's a it's I don't want to say I don't want to use the word fascinating but it's like when you read it you're like and you think about it you go Rick only trained one person and then when you figure out it's like Rick was actually impressed by this dude that's how and and you're talking about Rick who was banging everything at this point and he oh, was he's impressed gonna, and Rick's gonna tell us about it later but yeah I mean how much next level shit are you into that you're you're Impressing nature, boy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to send it to you, Harper, because like when Doc and I, we read it. We were supposed to do a Patreon episode on a while back. We just haven't had time. But it's it's pretty it's pretty pretty good stuff, but we can cover it. Um, So we go from anything else on Cornette right there, Harper? Nah. We go there he's, to... He's real, good. He, he's, he's real good there, though. Don't gloss yeah. over that. He was. He corny. Corny definitely was. We go to Nikita and Dusty. Uh, so after Nikita talks, they throw us to a match with uh, Hiro Matsuda versus Dusty, and I'll talk you through this. Basically, uh, Dusty gets salt thrown in his eyes, but recovers and puts the Weaver Lock on Matsuda. But the Horsemen save Matsuda and jump Dusty. And I thought Dusty was good, like in his portion of the promo when. Uh, when he asked Lex if Lex was ready to end his career, uh, I don't know if y'all wanted me to play it. I hadn't planned on it because it was uh, because they throw it to the video package. But Doc, I'll throw it to you first. And thoughts on the video package, and then whatever Nikita and Dusty said right there in the promo. 
I don't remember. That's nice. Well, I mean, Nikita doesn't really say much. And the one thing that Dusty said that was, to me, was good was he literally looked into the camera. He's like, I just want to know, Lex, if you're ready to end my career. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I like how the guy who didn't make it through all 82 minutes just called me out for not remembering a fucking promo. How can you not remember? What are you talking about? Right. What are you talking about, Doc? Right. Jesus. Harper, tell him, bro. Tell him to leave you the fuck alone. What is he talking about? Straighten up. (laughs) Straighten up, asshole. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know? Shit. It's too bad you won't be at the X-rated show, man. These fans could really get on you. Me and Harper will be there, but not you. Fuck. I'm busy. I, I'm conduct. Yeah. I do a lot of. I do a lot of behind the scenes, behind and, the curtain work. Yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. I do a lot bullshit. of. I do a lot of. I I am the strategic direction and planning of this show, so I I, don't, I can't just be out among the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You okay? Whatever. All right. I guess. Anyway, I guess Mike's gonna have to take a take a weekend off from uh. Harassing his, his uh, gay black brother-in-law. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He'll probably I, come home and spend his whole house redecorated. <laughs> I will be at X-Rated. That's for damn sure this year. And I'm hoping Tracy in. Smothers is there. You have, like, bounce music's going to be playing as soon as you walk in. Uh, my brother-in-law. God bless him. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, let's keep moving. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc, on the Dusty and Hiro Matsuda thing and all that shit that went down? Not particularly. Yeah, it's just, um, it is what it is. So uh, we go to hey, the here's new the thing. breed. I, I do not remember. I do not remember at all who wins this match at Starcade, but I bet it's Dusty, and I bet that's the wrong move. Well. I remember, and let me just say, I don't really want to say much more uh, at this point because we're going to do Starcade shortly, and um, that's that. You know what I'm saying? I'm burned. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so we then go from that to the new breed who defeat Rick Ryder and Robbie Idol, and then Ricky Morton defeats Joe Lynn. Doc, any other, anything from those matches before I keep going where we get to Ricky Morton's promo where he addresses this, uh, what are they called? The Texas Cowboys? Were they? Well, like real that? quick, real quickly, what, what minute mark are you at there? I'm about to go to Morton's promo at 103.27. Why? Okay, you need to go back to 59, around the 59-minute mark. Where David Crockett throws Tony under the bus trying to say they got some rats down on an island. And Tony's like, what the fuck, dude? That ain't me. 59? I'm at 58.59 right now. Is it around there? All right. Yeah, hit it. All right, let me hit play. Had him out for the suplex at the same time. Want to say hello to them? Especially, uh, there's some women out there wanting me to say hello to you for them. The Gucci girls. I don't know who they are. And Look neither do Good. I. Let's take a look what's <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Harper, you heard that? Yeah. Gucci <laughs> yeah. girls. 
So David Crockett's like, holy shit, how did I miss that the first time? David <laughs> David Crockett's like, the Gucci girls want to tell you hello, Tony. And Tony's like, he's a married man. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you shithead. <laughs> All right, Doc. That was a good catch. I didn't catch that the first time around, Doc. Well, you know, I do try. I'm out here living, loving, and laughing for the Dockaholics. I make sure that we point out everything. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> All right. Man, but that was just, what was great is I could tell David was like, you, you know, I feel like Crockett was planning that all week, and Tony just swatted it out the half court on the fly. <laughs> Quick wit. Fuck. Oh. And, and you could tell from Shivani's reaction, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, David, but okay. So we go to Ricky Morton, who now is out here cutting a promo. He's going to address the Texas Cowboys situation. So let's go to Ricky now, see what he's got to say. How is that children going to affect you in Starcade? Well, you know, David, many, many times Big Hornet is trying to put us out. My shoulder might be hurt, but we're not down, baby, and we're surely not out. But let me tell you something, Jimmy Cornette. It never fails to amaze me how you come out here and put people down. Put them all the way down to the ground, and you don't know what you're talking about. But let me tell you something, Jimmy Cornette. Star Kane, we're going to show you what it's all about. That's right, you true. One of us has got to go, baby. And it ain't going to be the Rock and Roll Express. There's only one express around here, baby. And that is us. Many times, baby, we cost each other money, titles, but it's going to end. It's going to end, Jimmy Cornette. We're going to put you down. But between now and Starcade, we're going to find out, baby, because we're going to get you. That's the reason we put those masks on, because of a regular match. You wouldn't sign contracts, even if we being hurt. But we're going to prove it, Cornette. Your team is going down, baby. Woo! The lights are going out at midnight, and the Midnight Express are going out too, baby. So come on, show us what you got. Take your best shot, but don't blow it. Woo! Starcade, truly the greatest event. We'll be back with more action. So you heard it there. I mean, Ricky admits to, he says we put the mask on because Cornette and them wouldn't have given a match otherwise. But anyway, so they were the Texas Cowboys. Uh, Doc, any thoughts there from Ricky? I know that you two are, have been down on him a lot in the recent months. And, and the Smoky Mountain, our Smoky Mountain, uh, Negro friend there. Not true. I've been down on him. Can you can you say the BTT sharecropper? I mean, that's a little bit more appropriate. I only used to the name that they put on their Twitter handle, right? (laughs) It is on his Twitter handle. I don't. Hey, that those derogatory like terms don't just normally flow out of my mouth. (laughs) But sure. Ricky was really good there. He had a lot of fire. He was, you know, he 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 summons it up there. And again, he's got that rap when he needs to that he can get on the into that cadence and that rhythm and that. I was believing what he was saying there. So, I mean, the thing with Morton, the problem is we we see him twice a week, every single week, and that that's what that's what wears thin. It's not that what he's saying is bad. I, I, that doesn't, that doesn't cause, that doesn't cause a problem for me, but I like okay. wrestling. Yeah, you he say that all kind of winded, didn't he? Well, he was just wrestling. He had a, he had a singles match against Joe Lynn. It was, I mean, it was a quick yeah. enhancement talent match, but I mean, he didn't sound like Horner though. Did he Harper? No, 
Yeah, I mean, Tim Horner comes out really sucking wind. <gasps> anyway. Uh, any, uh, so we'll keep going. Eddie Gilbert defeats uh, Tony Suber in the next match. And then we get a Kevin Sullivan promo. And my God, Doc, Kevin Sullivan is once again doing a commercial for Starcade. He talks about everything but himself. And that's all I really have from that. Any thoughts from you? I, I Not only is he not giving us anything, I swear he copied, hit copy and paste on last week's promo. Well, here's a spoiler alert. So I, he he's gonna do the same thing up until Starcade. Okay, so here's the thing. I have a different question because I can't. I don't know where in this this happens, but I know it's already happened once. It may have already happened twice. They're, they've got they've got the belts on the two main belts on Luger and Garvin, but they keep showing these clips of Flair and Dusty. <laughs> right. That doesn't twice, twice, a lot of twice an episode. The, right. So, um, right. what does that so, tell you? Right. Why would, so, and one of them is Rick still like, he's your champion. It's like, come on, dude. Of course, I want that. And I like him being the champ, but let's give Ronnie a chance here. I, just, I, I agree, Doc. <laughs> Harper said this actually. Didn't you say that a couple weeks ago, Harper, about these these clips they keep showing up, yeah, Rick I mean, and Dusty? It's, it's it's obviously who who they're pushing. I I don't know what they were doing, but they do. They keep showing it. And it's like twice an episode they show Rick, and it's like a short video package, and they show Dusty in a short video package, and it's like. Right, Luger's the U.S. champ and Garvin's the world champ, the NWA world champion. But at the end of the day, I don't know, man. It, it was almost like they were telegraphing what was about to happen. Right. Or, 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 they were trying to expand too fast and they lost their basics. They got sloppy. Uh and it's just really weird. It really, really was. But uh, So after Sullivan, Arn Anderson and Tully beat the shit out of Keith Steinborn and Rex King. Doc, did you have anything from it? Those two guys got the shit beat out of them. That's what I got out of it. They got fucking drilled. <laughs> Hopper, I would think you would agree. Oh, yeah. God, man. <laughs> they didn't last fucking two seconds. Uh, it was you like that fun? You like that spine buster that Arn put on there? Oh yeah, I mean, like seriously, dude. I think the match was maybe less than two minutes from uh, the, you know, the the ding ding to the ding ding. Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah. <laughs> but the best part though is we get a Ric Flair promo. Well, you would have thought, no, no, you'd have thought that if it was just two minutes long, Harper could have watched it. Yeah, I, I, he did watch it. He watched it on um, fast oh. speed. But we go then. From that to Ric Flair, and Jesus. they wait till the very end, but here is Rick. The nature boy, Ric Flair, and here we are. Woo! Not too far away from Thanksgiving, Rick, and you and Ronnie Garvin in the cage. Well, what it is, as we've discussed, Tony Schiavone, as we're looking at a multi-million dollar production, we have come to know a Starcade. Each year, the purses get bigger, the wrestlers get better, the competition 
becomes more key because there's more to lose. There's more at stake. Look at Dusty Rhodes. He's walked out here and told the world that if he doesn't beat my pal, the package is through for 90 days. Think about it. Dusty Rhodes wrestling apart 90 days. It would make my life. It would make my life. Dusty Rhodes gone. Then you got Ronnie Garvin for a little over a month now. He's been the world's champion, the one and only. He's walked the streets. He's attempted woo, to style and profile. He has ridden around in his pickup truck with fat rods. He has told the world he's the best. Now he's got to walk the aisle in Chi-Town and face the man. He doesn't have to prove it to the fans. He's got to prove it to me. Now you got the Road Warriors. Awesome. One of the biggest talents in our business, in their own hometown. They got to beat, not Iron and Tully, but the world champions, the one and only. And I'm telling you, from a man that knows this sport better than anybody, they better be at their best because Blanchard and Anderson are ready for nothing but glory, money, notoriety, and lots of ladies in Chi-Town. You know Ric Flair's gonna turn it on. I'm gonna be dressed, woo, and look as only I can look. Chicago, Chi-Town Heat, Starcade 87, and Tony Schiavone. Let's not forget that the night before, Think about it. New York City, bright lights, big cities, pretty ladies, nature boy. New York, New York. Think about it. Luger, Flair, Anderson, Blanchard, James J. Dillon, five or six million women putting their stuff together right now because we are taking and I mean this literally, we are taking New York City. You know why? Because we are the best. We are the NWA. We are Captain Promotions. We are the Wrestling Network. We are, we are what wrestling's all about. New York City here, Chicago here, JD on my left, Linda on my right, but I'm not telling any of the girls who I'm going to give it to in Chicago <laughs> until I <laughs> 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 oh, It's a dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doc, what do you have? God, <laughs> it's, it's easy to forget that at the beginning, he said Ron Garvis has been hanging out with his fat broads. <laughs> but then Jesus. he goes into the end with, we're, he's telling you why they're the best. But dude, when he said he's going to pick which one he's going to stick it to. <laughs> K, talk about kayfabe being dead. Because... <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's the kind of shit that that's the kind of shit that 1987 me would have never necessarily picked up on. But 2019 me is the only thing I zeroed in on. <laughs> the best, the best part is. So I don't know if you caught it, but he's talking about laying some pipe in New York, and it's the night before Starcade. Oh yeah. So he's gonna be doing all this banging literally the night before. Anyway, um, I don't know, Hopper, you got anything from that? Because I thought it was great. Like that when he says, uh, "You don't have to prove shit to the fans; you got to prove it to me." Yeah. Mm. 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 All right. And I mean, how much? I always think about like. He's out here talking about the, the ladies and shit. How and he's the best wrestler ever. How much better would he be if he just dedicated himself to his craft full time? I don't know, man. He's great enough without I. I'm just gonna put it out there. He's got he's got the Rolex. I mean, he's he's. he's Let me got tell the Rolex. you something. Cor- Corny had the Rolex firmly around his wrist until that promo. Yeah, he yeah. Rick, Rick, Rick got Rick, it. Rick went out there and not only got it, but he took it off of Corny's wrist to get it. Yeah, I would have to agree. He gets the he gets the Rolex. Hopper, anything else from that promo? All right, Hopper, maybe on mute. Anyway, Doc, anything else from you on that promo? Well, the other thing to to remember here is at. Per usual, he went out there and got a bunch of different. So here's the difference: he goes out there and gets a, tries to get a bunch of people over, and it's actually entertaining. I like Kevin Sullivan a lot. Everybody knows that. But when he goes out there to try to get everybody over, it doesn't work. Jimmy Garvin's out there trying to get everybody over, it doesn't work. When Rick does it, it works. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely agree. Um, all right, so. After that, Terry Taylor defeats Curtis Thompson. Terry Taylor and Eddie Gilbert, they cut a promo. They're talking a lot about um, just the places they're going to be heading, like some of the shows they're doing. But anyway, I figured you didn't have much from that. But, Doc, did you have anything from Taylor and Gilbert right there? The only thing that was noteworthy there was apparent. They, he makes mention that Nikita came out and stole his title back somewhere so that now at at Starcade, you know, they're each bringing a belt to the ring to solidify that fact that they're going to be unifying them, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so i tell you what, we got uh, like four minutes. I think we all agreed, we got four minutes on the Patreon video. I think we all agreed that Rick would get the Rolex. Is that right, Doc? Uh, for me, yeah, absolutely, brother. All right, Hopper, would you agree? The hell he goes. Oh, dear God. I mean, he's still on. Oh, he dropped off. Maybe that's why he's not here. He disconnected. All right, well, let's keep going with you then, Doc. Who's going to, uh, what are you going to rate this thing? Well, so here's the thing. Originally, I had this thing rated in the in the B, B-plus range. But I, I watched five hours of the current product this week in my hotel room. And if you put it through that lens, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters out there. This shit's an A++. <laughs> that, the current product, hey, everybody's like, oh, why does Corny get so cranky and mad? Bruh, it's bad out there. I ain't talking about everybody in every promotion. 
but the but the, for the average mark out there that that don't know wrestling and says wrestling and WWE is the same thing, that shit is misrepresenting the product in a big way. It's just too long, but that's a whole another topic. It ain't it ain't oh. that it's it. it I, there's a lot of other problems out there. They got some guys on that, and it ain't just the guys. The guy they got some guys with some charisma problems. They book everybody, everything like shit. They shoot it like shit. It's presented like shit, so it looks like shit. All that right, shit well, where they right. fucking shake. Here, let me tell you something. When they shake the camera like it's a fucking earthquake in the arena, that shit makes me want to turn the channel like crazy. All they're doing is hiding the fact that nobody can throw a good fucking working punch. Hmm. All right, so best work, in best, all best working punch. Shut up. The best working punch I saw all night was fucking Jeff Jarrett, and he's sixty five thousand years old. What did you rate this episode of Saturday Night though? Uh, I told you A plus plus. Unless we're going off its own uh, rating, and I'll say B plus. All right, B plus. Uh, I think I'd have to agree. It's a B plus. Rick really brought this shit up and corny did too because other than them i mean it was kind of eh, you know it was just eh, at the most so i think i don't know what harper was going to give it but we both give it a b plus he's actually showing offline so it's not that he's not responding he must have had an internet issue or something who knows but so i think uh, would you agree doc we're giving him b pluses here or, or are you going to give it an a plus which one is it well i need to stay true to the crew if you will and uh, all the way live and I'm going to say it's going to be a B plus. All right. So there you go. Three, three, three glasses of Henny. How about that? Three, three glasses of Henny. I think Hopper would probably go with a B plus as well. I want to say I, I would. I don't know. I think, on. I don't know. I think Harper was, I feel like he had given it a solid B. I tell you what, let, he's now showing green again. Let me try to get him back on. Uh, but that's going right, to be, that's going to. That's going to wrap up the NWA Saturday night portion of the show from August, August, October the 31st of 1987, uh, where Doc and I gave it B pluses. And uh, let's see if we can get Harper back on. All right. So, hey, Doc, I'm going to, I know you got time since you got to put no kids to bed. I got the PWI Top 10 September 87 in front of me from the tag teams because we hadn't done the tag teams yet. What do you think about that? How do you know I don't have a hooker coming over? Uh, you might. I don't know. Hopper, you there? Yeah. Fucking computer crapped out. All right. My bad, dude. So, hey, what are you going to rate that episode? Doc and I gave it B pluses. What are you giving it? I gave it a fucking A. Best show ever. Whoa. All right. I only watched 45 minutes. <laughs> he breaks K-Fame and shit. That's <laughs> nice. All right. So, uh, we're going to do the PW. A... Go ahead. I guess it's, I guess it's over with. With like the hour shows, huh? The hour episodes. Well, I mean, baseball's over, so right because I'm watching this with the fucking Halloween with the pumpkin thing. I was like, it's it's October, man. This fucking baseball's over with. So fuck. <laughs> Doc, <laughs> Doc, he's upset because from now on, now until the spring, we're gonna be an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh the way I do this, just in case anybody was wondering, is I'll do a 40-minute run on the treadmill and watch half of it, and the next day watch the next 40. That's how I do it. So yeah, Cardio, pal. You got you to gotta keep that rest and heart rate down so that your heart's working efficiently. Maximize the time, brother. 
All right, so That's let's right. Well, Double, you got to multitask when you got a broad and kids. Yeah, man. Uh, let's let's uh, let's wrap the show up and do the the top ten tag teams from PWI 1987. This ought to be fun to do. Yeah, uh, it's got a good response Wait, so when we did. September 87 what? is the issue. What is the effective date? Period May? ending May May seventh of 87. Mm, okay, tag teams yeah. of the world, right? Yeah, so we're going to do that. Again, I want to remind everyone, if you don't use it, use our Amazon referral link before we do this PWI Tag Team Top 10. That Amazon referral link is tinyurl.com slash Amazon. When you use it, the show gets a little bit of kickback in return. So give that link to your wives, girlfriends, side pieces, and hoes in your life and tell them to use it because we know the broads love to shop online. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash btt amazon and again if you want to be a patron it's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt for all of the patron exclusives content including the video reviews of this show the world-class shows and all the other shows that we put out there again tinyurl.com slash patreon btt so like doc said this is the september 1987 issue but it is only through may 7th of 87 and we're going to do the top 10 tag teams overall or as it listed in pwi for that month uh how do you want to do this um I'll tell you what let me alternate back and forth i will call on doc and then i'll call on hopper to see what y'all can do all right sound good so again this is going to include okay. just just to help y'all out this will be like nwa tag teams wwf it's tag teams huh? yeah awa is involved here um uwf all right we got it we got it we got it all right so doc take the first guess the road warriors that's an obvious one yeah road warriors ironically were the number one contenders to the nwa tag titles but they were the number one ranked team as we always discuss hopper i'll throw it to you next uh again the rock and roll The rock and roll are not ranked. Are you in the top fucking 10. kidding me? No. Jesus. That's funny. Who the fuck did what? That's actually hilarious when you think about it. Now, I'll throw a hint out there to y'all. This will kind of give it away who one of the teams are on, but the rock and roll no. were, were not the NWA World Tag Team Champions at that time. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, give me the Midnight Express. Alright, so the Midnight Express are on there they are the number ninth ranked team in the world and they were the they were the number one contenders to the u.s tag team titles in the nwa remember this these rankings are through may 7th of 87 so think back to where we were a few months ago yeah. on our show. i got it dickweed uh strike force strike force is not what i think they were the tag Dude. team champions at that nah. time. Give give me Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude. All right. Doc just got the number two ranked team God in damn. the world. They were the NWA, as you remember, world tag team champions before Rick just decided before Rick Rude said, Fuck y'all, I'm leaving. And Manny then left as as well a month or two later. So Doc is right. Hopper, uh throw it to you. Fuck. Uh 1987. It's the Freebirds. 
new. Jesus. Can I uh, sign up for Barry Windham and Ron Garvin? No. Okay. Even though, Doc, I know where you're going because I think they were the U.S. tag champs at this time. Right. I was trying to piggyback off that. Number nine. Yes. Midnight. I was trying to cherry pick that. Right. All right, Harper. Um, Okay, if Harper's just going to sit there, I want more guesses. <laughs> okay, um, let's see, 1987, fuck. Uh... Give me the British Bulldogs. They are not ranked in the top Jesus 10. Christ. The Hart Foundation? Well, there you go, Harper. Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart were number three, and they were the WWF World Tag Team Champions. Uh, let see. So let me throw it to Doc. Doc, you take a guess. Hmm. Well. You want me to recap where we're at so far? The Kansas yeah, that would be helpful. Jeez. So Hop, 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 <laughs> the Kansas Jayhawks <laughs> are not on there. <laughs> That's funny. So you guys got number one, which was the Row Warriors. Number two, which was Manny and Rick Rude. Number three, which was Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. And you got the Midnight Express, which was number nine. So you've got one, two, three, and nine so far. Um, go ahead. I'm going to take a flyer on this one. Dusty and Nikita. Yeah. Actually, you're on to something because the superpowers are number six. And they were the number two contenders to the NWA tag team titles. Yes, you are correct. Number yeah, six. Yeah, buddy. But the uh, the sheep herders. Uh, the sheep herders are not on the God rankings damn. at this point. What about? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a big guess here. How about Chris Adams and Terry Taylor? No. Um. Uh, let me give a hint. Think AWA. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I'm trying. Got precious little over there in 1987 is my problem. No, and in an 87 AWA is like, what the Bad. fuck? I mean, it's not down to Diamond and Tanaka yet, but we ain't far off. Is it, uh, <laughs> is it Kirk Hannon and, and Scott Hall? Huh? Uh, they're not on there. That was a good guess. What about um, the Midnight Rockers? They are number four, the Midnight Rockers. The fucking Midnight Rockers. Oh, Jesus Christ. The fucking yeah, Rock and Roll Express knockoff. Yeah, so no. let me re- How about recap. How, can I get the can I can I get the fantastic, please? You are correct. They were number eight. If you remember last week, I told you they were the number one contenders to the world-class WCCW tag team title. So they were the contenders. They weren't even the, the champs, but they were ranked number eight. They were ahead of the Midnight Express. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I feel like there's another WWF team we've left on the table here, but I'm not... I don't you see. We said we said the Hart Foundation, the Bulldogs. It's 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 a demolition Rougeos. at this time. The Rougeos. Dude, y'all. So you're right. There's a WWF, WWF tag team on there. 
And the issue, the problem is, I swear, if I wasn't looking at it, there's fucking no way I would get this. But how about was it was it Murdoch and Adonis? No, the young the young stallions. No. Uh, Harper, when I say it, you're gonna know it because you were watching this bullshit at this time. Uh, the, head, the Islander, the Islanders, the head yeah. drinkers, the, uh-huh. the Samoans. Tell you um, what, let me let me give it to y'all. Don't, oh, can don't. I give you? Okay. Uh, let's see. Fuck. Uh, 1987 WWF tag. Uh, was it the fucking Dream Team? No. The U.S. Express. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, it's oh fuck. Patterson, Patterson, and and your (laughs) brother-in-law. No. (laughs) (laughs) You get it because they're both gay. Yeah, I I get it, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) more. Jesus Christ! You see, you shouldn't have said that shit. Yeah, you're right. Fucking. Hogan and Mr. T. I'm going to give you one member. Rick Martell. Piper and Valentine. Oh, Martell and... Oh, 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 oh. He knows. That's why uh, it's on the tip of... Uh, it's on the tip of... Z-Man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck were they called? <laughs> the oh, Can-Am oh. Connection. The, yes. The Can-Am Connection. Yes. Number five ranked team That's in the crazy. world. <laughs> right. They are the number one contenders to the WWF, WWF tag titles who were, like I said, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. That's crazy. The fucking guy there in there. Yeah. All right. So there's only two left. And I know neither one of you are going to get number seven. So I'm going to have to give it to you. Cause Is it the Invaders? No, you weren't watching this. You were, Neither one of you were watching UWF during this time. UWF. And, oh wait, was it? Uh, um, it's not the Eddie Sheep Gilbert. Uh, not the Sheep Um, um, oh shit. Uh, uh, oh fuck. Eddie Gilbert and uh, no. Brick Steiner. Scott Scott you... uh, Sting and Brick Steiner. That's it, <laughs> man. Called Sting and Brick Steiner. <laughs> I had to. I had to dig. I had to dig for that, man. Hey. All you motherfuckers out there like, Doc, get this wrong. Doc, who's the historian here, pal? Okay. Uh, number 10, there's no way in God's... I could give Japanese. y'all a million guesses. No, it's AWA, but you'll never get it. Rock and roll Buck Zumhoff. Fuck no. Mm-mm. He likes to diddle children. Um, Wayne uh, Destruction Crew. Nope. Van, uh, Van, Von Raschke and Wahoo. Dude, y'all ain't going to get this. Like I said, million tries and you wouldn't even be close. Uh, Bockwinkle and your mom. So I don't even remember this, so I'm just going to say it. It's it's um They were the uh, AWA Southern Tag Team Champions. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, shit. And they were Steve Kern and Memphis. Mark Starr. Jesus, I, I'm telling you what's listed here when they say AWA. Southern that's Tag Chris Team Champion. Team. I think that's Chris Champion's brother, isn't it? Mark Star, Ron Star, something. I don't know. <laughs> Are you drinking? Anyway, all right. So let's recap. 
Number one was the Road Warriors. Number two was Manny and Rick Rude. Number three was Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, the WWF World Tag Team World Tag Team Champions. Number four was the Midnight Rockers, AWA World Tag Team Champions. The Can Am Connection was number five. Number six was the Superpowers. Number seven was Sting and Rick Steiner, UWF Tag Champs. Number eight was the Fantastics, World Class Tag Titles, number one contender. Number nine was the Midnight Express. And number 10 was Steve Kern and Mark Starr. There you go. Do you like how Harper and I tag-teamed that? Yeah. <laughs> Tag-team off the rope. I don't know if I would uh, want to tag with Harper because that Why? motherfucker needs a penicillin shot. A few of I'm them. I'm clean, dog. I took my fucking <laughs> blood work. <laughs> Every six so, months. So what y'all don't know is to be a licensed manager, referee, or wrestler in Louisiana, you do have to do your blood work every six months. Harper, all that means is it hasn't shown up yet on the blood work because it hadn't been. Uh, you got you got an incuba- incubation period. So the maybe you're episode, just a carrier. Yeah, yeah, that's what I always tell them. They're like, I was like, dude, herpes could hide in you for six months before that shit shows up, and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. You fucking disease-infested shithead. That's nice. <laughs> Hopper, so we got a question on the Facebook page today from Kyle uh, Rowley, long-time, uh, big-time well, patient. good for him. And he, uh, you know, a while back you said if you uh, screw abroad with a yeast infection, is it like a threesome? So yeah. So the, qu- the question was, so if you screw abroad that's pregnant, is that a threesome too? That's gross. Only if you get your dick in there hard enough to, like, dent the baby's head. That's wow. Nice, Doc. That can't happen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we are the worst. I mean, y'all got, like, wives and, and fucking children. I don't know. I forget what it was exactly, but I listen to. I don't listen to this show, but I do listen to the Smoky Mountain show because I love Smoky Mountain so much. And I was at work, and I listened to it on Monday mornings, just like Mona Morton down at the warehouse job. And I was taking a shit listening to it, and I forget what it was. But Harper said something, and it popped me in the stall, so I busted out laughing, taking a shit at work. <laughs> and I came back, and I am Mike. I was like, "We're going to hell." <laughs> he was on the shitter laughing at something you said on one of the Smoky Mountain shows and the That's fucking nice. bathroom was full of people <laughs> oh boy alright Harper what's the date on Wildcat March 13th 31st you tell me. I don't there you go I don't have it in front of me right now we got plenty of time we'll plug it another time how's that sound alright good for it's you it's gonna be badass but Bestia's gonna be there and it's downtown, right? Yeah, it's on uh, Carondelet. I forget exactly where. Yeah, we definitely uh, we'll plug it as we get closer, man. I don't want to mention it now. When is that rated? Uh, 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 I think it's in June, but we we haven't confirmed yet. Yeah, Mike, when are we gonna, are we going to carpool down there? Yeah, I'm going. I don't know about you. I mean, I gotta, I got, I gotta go, dude, and. Hopefully, you know, Tracy's there. We can cut some audio with Tracy or whoever else. And, yeah, man, that'll be fun. Can you imagine the room with Tracy Smothers and Hardbody Hopper and just just let the, turn the mic on and let's roll? Hey, Tracy's 
Tracy's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just gets out of his car, takes a piss. Hey, yeah. Hopper, how you doing, like brother? crazy old man. <laughs> Any, so definitely looking forward to it, man. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I think many of the BTT Army members are going to be there, but you won't be there, Doc, because you're afraid to show your face. Yeah. Real classic, I told Doc. you, I, I cannot confirm my presence at anything that far in advance. Okay, whatever you say, pal. I have a lot of responsibility. Right. Yeah. Well, it's about time to get out of here. So, uh, Doc, you got anything else before we roll? Uh, no. All right. Harper, what about you? Anything? Let's go. All right. So, before we get out of here, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. And check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast couple of guys who do the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but support them because they support us. So again, it's the WPAN with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday, along with our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Two good shows. They support us, so you should hopefully support them. Harper, hit the tagline and take us home. Walk it, bitch. Thank you to all of the patrons out there for being patrons of this show and helping us make this show possible twice per week, each and every week. And shout out to all of the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Mike Childry, K underscore Rowe, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky e. Blassie, Jeffrey, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, 
Ari Miller, 39, uh, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. And before I get out of here, special shout out to a friend of the show. Check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast from Mike Pru and his buddy JV, who are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. I think they are currently covering 1998, depending on when you are listening to this. Uh, but you can go back and check out 96 and 97, those years of Austin. Um, and it's a, it's a good show, so check it out. New episodes are released every single Monday. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. You know how it works with podcasts by now. And you can also find them on Twitter, at BottomLineCast. So, once again, thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons. And check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Peru and JV. And that's it, guys. Until next week, book it, bitch.